Welcome to the Husker Army Podcast. With your host, Husker fanatic Ryan Knudsen. Former Husker wide receiver Kenny Cheatham. And Husker recruiting guru Matt Sass. Everybody fall in out of tension. You are locked into another episode of the Husker Army podcast. And for the bye week, everybody, we thought we'd do something a little special. So I am one of your hosts, Brian Knutes. And of course, with me as always, my other host, Mr. Casey Kenny Cheatham. Today, everybody, it's different. We thought we'd do a little bit of collaboration with some other Husker podcasts. So we're going to call this Husker Podcast Appreciation Days slash Week. Why not? So what we got today, we got Generation Red, a Husker podcast, Ken and Scott joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. And of course, thanks for the, inviting us from the Go Big Red cast. Everybody knows them. Red cast, Rob. Thank you, sir. Yo. And from the Church of the Corn podcast, we got the official University of Nebraska Uber driver. Nebraska hype, man. How you doing, sir? What's going on, boys? How we doing today? Doing good. And, of course, we got Fitz. Fitz, how you doing? Uh, living the dream, Brian. Thanks for having us. Man, absolutely. This was a no-brainer, guys. All right. And look, we got no game to talk about, so no bad news, I guess, is good news. So let's <laughs> just talk about the collective of the season. Look, right from the get-go, you tell me a month ago, this is where we'd be? No. No, I would have told you you're absolutely out of your mind. So, Kenny, I know you, you, you've you definitely not been silent about how you feel about how this season's gone. What what would you have said if somebody had said a month ago, we'd be right here, Frost, Shenander gone, Mickey, interim head coach, and we're only one win into the season? I would have said I didn't think it would have been where we're at right now, but Remember, I also said the first game is going to dictate how the season is going to play out. Mm-hmm. And that on our first podcast, you know, that was a way to set the tone. So the tone was set then, and we've seen what happened since then. Yeah, it's been horrible. Uh, uh, Riley Washington, my man, former Husker, joining today as well. What have you seen so far this season, sir? Because I know it cannot be pleasant to be watching um there's no sugar coating this i saw this coming mm. oh yeah i saw this coming you can ask anybody that's ever talked to me they scott scott will tell you hey scotty <laughs> i told you i saw this coming a long time ago the right oh, yeah. on the wall man it was just a matter of time i thought i honestly thought that the uh that the firing did take place Probably, I thought I was thinking October, like everybody else was thinking, just for from, yeah. from a money standpoint. But once you start to see the, the the way the game is being played and the way we're we're performing on the field, you, you you can't let that go. On a national game, you got potential recruits watching this game, um, even potential coaches watching this game, because right. we knew he was gone. Um, so I, you you're better off cutting your losses then. Um, before Oklahoma and uh, being able to have a way to get out of it too, because you can say, well, we well we never we didn't have a coach, we didn't have a coach uh, for Oklahoma, so that's one reason why we were behind the eight ball. 
Um, now you got a way out, you know what I mean, in a sense. But it didn't surprise it doesn't surprise me at all. It didn't surprise me at all, except for the fact that it got done before October first. Redcast, Rob, you look like you want to chime in on this one, my man. Well, what's your thoughts? No, man, it's uh the end of the Raider Titan game, and I oh. you know, the guy just dropped a football, <laughs> guy just dropped a pass like right in his hands in the end zone. So oh, yeah, man. so if you see me reacting right now, don't don't uh don't don't look too far into it. It's <laughs> My, my football my football life is basically eternal hell with the Huskers and Raiders. So, oh, yeah. oh my man! So, yeah, that's the utter hell we have recording on Sundays. We have to do it while NFL's going on. It kind of yeah. sucks, but it's really the only time we got. So, Scott, uh, you, Ken, Jen, Red, you guys have been vocal about the way this season has been going. I mean, you guys haven't sugarcoated a damn thing. Matter of fact. Nobody has sugarcoated a damn thing across the podcast that I've listened to. So, Scott, you're always the realist of the two. Ken, always the optimist for the most part. I do my best. <laughs> Scott, did you really see it being this bad in four games in? This bad? Absolutely not. I did not expect our defense to absolutely implode like it has thus far. I mean, worst college football defense hands down especially in the power five and oh, shoot man like i wasn't expecting our offense to be as proficient as they have been props to anthony grant um but i'm just glad that they fired frost when they did um like was said a few moments ago it gave a little bit more leeway and more time and more preparation and I mean, it was a big brain move on uh, Trev Albert's part to kind of just, I hate to say it, but he needed this to happen. He needed it to implode. He needed to get all of the Husker fan base on board with going in a different direction. And this season, God, it's it's painful, but at the same time, it's like, eh, well, maybe these uh, four years leading up to it kind of prepped us for the absolute rock bottom that we're at right now. Um, so no, I, did I expect it to be this bad? No. Was I hoping that it would be better? Maybe give Frost another chance? Absolutely. I didn't, even with all of the drama and all the rumors and everything that's kind of emerged yeah. since his firing, you know, I still hold true to the fact that it's like, well, it sucks. I don't, I don't, I don't like that we fired him, but, uh, well I do, but I don't, you know what I mean? Um, Good for the Husker program. Just sad to see a guy um, mm -hmm. basically walk with his head down in shame. I mean, he really, he really messed things up. So, um, yeah, I, I, it is what it is. It is what it is. We'll see where we go from here. I like Mickey. You can. I mean, always as optimistic as possible. Uh, I got with nothing for you. <laughs> with Shenander getting fired, though, I mean, me and Kenny have talked about it. We we've been vocal about it. It had to a bit. It was a week too late. It really was. Oh, for Shenander, yes. uh, yeah, I, I would say. Unfortunately, you know, Trev was in a position. He removed a coach, and it's not the AD's job to remove an assistant coach since they're hired by the head coach. So I understand that. Uh, but I also get where you're coming from, that maybe Mickey should have walked right in the room and said, pack your shit, you're out. <laughs> um, but he didn't do that because let's take a look. And we talked about this on our last show. 
Um, this is a historically bad defense. I mean, Kevin Cosgrove's defense was better. Bob Diaco's defense was even better. I mean, they're 115th in the country in scoring, which puts them at 14th in the Big Ten at 35.5 points per game. They're giving up 233 and a half yards on the ground, which is, again, 14th in the Big Ten and 124th in the country. 280.5 yards via the pass, which there's only one team that's worse than us in the Big Ten, and that's Northwestern. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that puts us at 115th in the country and we're 128th in total defense at 514 yards a game, 14th, of course, in the big 10. So yeah, was it a week late? Probably. I, like I said, I think Mickey probably in hindsight should have walked in that room, said, pack your shit, EC, you're out. Uh, cause he should have been, it just was, it was those kids didn't play with much fire in the gut, at least not what I could see from up in the six, six thirteen section against OU. Um, certainly didn't have a lot of energy on the sidelines. So hopefully this energizes the team, galvanizes them, which is what Scott and I say a lot on our show, uh, unites them, brings them together, uh, makes them a team. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm fearful, though. I'm fearful this may put the locker room in a little bit of disarray. Church of the Corn, guys. Nebraska hype man fits. I mean, you guys definitely were vocal about when Frost was fired. Uh, I mean, you guys talked to Damon Benning quite a bit. Uh, He's been vocal about it. He shared his thoughts. I mean, did it need to get this bad before he was let go? I look back, and it's hard because I think we all fell into the, you know, if somebody's going to be able to do this, it's going to be Frost, right? State right. kid, you know, bring him back. He understands what it means. Um, we've all had this idea of, you know, what Nebraska football should be, but obviously our ideas of what Nebraska football should be haven't translated to wins over the last, you know, 12, 13, 14 years to a, to a significant margin. And the stats that Ken just gave really, really show that. I think um, Trev was maybe doing himself a little bit of a favor by giving him almost enough rope to create, you know, to cause Scott an issue. And I'm wondering how many of the things that we're now starting to hear, did he, did he know about, but when you put it all together and being able to lead, being able to get your coaching staff, right. um, Kenny said it last week on your guys' podcast, he was, you know, he was a highly recruited defensive back, not only as a receiver as well. And I, I think you could probably go out there and play, Better than, and I know that's an, not an indictment on on those guys, but I'm just saying the whole system of it right now. You understand what that what that takes to to play there, and they weren't getting it done at all three levels, and that comes down to that comes down to Chenander. Ultimately, it comes down to Frost. I the more I think about it, understanding where we are right now, one year wasn't going to do it. He had a hail mary, which was Whipple. Um, he got some of the right transfers to come in, but you're still putting your future, your reputation on the line of some 22, 23 year old players that are, that are moving from different programs. I think Trev could have done himself a a little bit better, done the university and just, you know, gotten out then. But again, hindsight being what it is, we're out now. um, And now it's just kind of like Ken said, can, and, and Scott, can we galvanize it? Can, can he think the biggest job they have right now is, Maintaining the locker room, in my opinion, and then keeping some of their players. So not only recruiting high school and uh, transfers right now, but recruiting to keep kids 
on the team. What do you think, Hyde, man? Shit, he should have been gone last year, but, I mean, it is what it is. Um, Trev did himself a tremendous service by bringing him back um, just by showing the coach that he is a man of his word. I'm going to give you every, every you know, chance to hit that nuclear button. You get one. You, you, get, you get everything at your disposal. Um, money is not an option. Facilities are being upgraded. You, you've got ties all over the place to players in the league. You can steal coaches from other universities. You are still Nebraska. Um, your brand's tarnished. It is what it is. It's still blue blood opportunity. Um, it's it's a dumpster fire down there right now. Um, I, I don't really have a nice way to put it. It's, it's a shit show. It's a dumpster fire. Um, I do think that everything is in place for a head coach to succeed except for a head coach right now you've got the everybody around you wants you to succeed shit the fans packed a stadium with ninety thousand people and we knew we were going to get our asses beat against oklahoma but we still did it anyway and we talked ourselves into hey we've got a chance in this we didn't have a goddamn chance but we talked ourselves into it and that that's that's part of being a fan um now Trev's got to do his part to run that university like a business. He's already got the the holdover coach in Joseph and possibly Applewhite. I think those are your two holdover coaches for sure. Let those guys do what they do. Keep this class together. Get, get us someone that can build a program and let's, let's see what happens. All right, Redcast, Rob, uh, we got we to gotta address the elephant in the room here. Everybody saw it. Everybody wants to talk about it. Mr. Adrian Martinez last night pulls <laughs> off the upset against OU. And did he look good? Yes, he looked good. Why did he not look that good for four years here? My opinion, piss poor coaching, no idea how to use him, and killed the young man's confidence. And in turn, turned us as a fan base against him because they couldn't coach him. Now we've seen what happens when he's got a line. He's got a running back. <laughs> we, we had a running back with him. But when he's got a line and he's got guys that can coach him correctly, what'd you see out of Mr. Martinez? Hey, sorry, Rob. I'm going to jump in real quick. Brian, would you say that that was freshman year 2018, Adrian Martinez, though? Even at a 2.0, probably. And is and that's that's the part that hurts the most. So, yes. Sorry. Sorry, Rob. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, that's fine. Because, I mean, I would say freshman year, Adrian Martinez 2.0 because he actually finished the game. Um, I was at that yeah. Colorado, I was at the Colorado game, I think it was. And, and um, yeah, so, you know, and that's one thing that, that I think frustrated me most, like, quite honestly, if you were to ask me about this and ask me, I don't care about Adrian anymore. I mean, he's on a, he's on a different team. I was watching that game because it was on and it was yep. an, and it was a good game to watch. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, and honestly, I, I do, I wish the kid the best, right. Like, and I, and I don't badmouth them in any way. I just, I just don't care. Um, you know, I, I had a feeling he would go there and succeed in the big 12. It's, it's more his style of football in there. You know, it's, they don't have the same trenches. They don't have the same size in a lot of ways out there to where, you know, he spent most of his seasons in Nebraska injured, 
a lot of times playing injured, broken jaws, you know, mm-hmm. but hip flexors, bruised ego. I mean, there's a million different injuries <laughs> that the kids seem to have while he was playing for Nebraska. And yeah, I think a lot of it was coaching. Um, I think they tried to use him the best way that they possibly could, but they were also out there getting him killed. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a, and, and, but you know what? Good. I hope he does. I hope he gets all, I hope all of his dreams come true and he, you know, he's not going to get drafted. So, I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like he's going to the NFL. He's, he's, he's a senior at this point, maybe even a super senior. I don't know. Is he fifth year? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. God, sixth maybe. Yeah. And he's a graduate, you know, and, and it's like, and his girlfriend's living there, he goes to Kansas state. I mean, good. The kid's got the ideal situation for his life. I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him for beating Oklahoma last night. It's the biggest win of his career, you know, and you know, good on him. I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, and, and I don't want to sound all bitter or anything. I just don't care. He doesn't play for Nebraska and that's, yeah. and that's the end of it. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to bite back, but he doesn't have it perfect. He's got, he's still throwing a Cade Warner, Rob. Yep. Yeah. Did you see, the, did you see yeah. Cade Warner had a couple of drops last night? And I was just like, <laughs> Oh, there's that kid. And then of course, Cade Warner <laughs> jumps on the onside kick at the end of the game. And, you know, so that was just mm-hmm. kind of a nail in the coffin for Husker fans watching the game, I'm sure, you know, but yeah, Cade's, I mean, Cade, Cade Warner and, and uh, what's that other kid McCaffrey that, uh, you know, where did he, where's, where's he? Like, is right. anyone even, is like has anyone heard anything from him no. the only name McCaffrey I hear is right up the street here at northern Colorado and they're actually two and two this season and their special teams returned a kick for a touchdown mm-hmm. yesterday and I mean you know it's like you you know college football is bad when I'm actually watching University of Northern <laughs> Colorado football games so I was like yes they beat Lamar Right. Who the hell is Lamar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a small FCS school down in uh, in Texas, oh, I think near man. Houston or somewhere like. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, and then yesterday they beat like North Idaho State or some crap like that. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's. Hey, Rob. What was me? Yeah, yeah. What's I wore, up? I wore I wore this for you, buddy. You know what? It's funny. I just I I was at the gym and I was like, oh man. I and I ran home and I and I threw on the first Husker shirt I could find. I was gonna wear my Redcast Rob Kool Aid shirt because um, I was watching the NFL pre pregame today and Tom Brady was walking around with a shirt with himself on there and mm-hmm. somebody goes and somebody and and one of the announcers goes, what kind of person can wear a shirt with a picture of themselves on it? And somebody else goes, the goat. And I just like got yeah. this big grin to myself, right? Like I'm like I'm far from the goat, but I still think it's hilarious because yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if if we were all friends yeah. in real life, you'd know that I'm just a shit. So. <laughs> well, well I, far, I found it. Mickey Joseph, as far as Mickey Joseph goes, I mean, everybody wants to see the man succeed. Uh, Look, honestly, I I, want to see him succeed. Me, Kenny, you and I have talked about this. Uh, How many wins, you know, I know you don't like to talk about a man's job, but how many wins, in your opinion, and we'll go across the board for this, what does it take for Mickey to ultimately get the job? Wow, me first. First, I want to say thumbs up to everybody who did the thumbs up on Adrian Martinez's part because at, that's the first thing I post text Brian last night. Yeah, I said that's the freshman Adrian Martinez we would have all wished we saw continue his career at Nebraska. Yeah, uh, before he got the case of the yips mentally and was doing what he was doing, mistakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, but that's who we saw, and that's who we expected coming into that second year. But my expectations for Mickey to keep the job or wins, I, I really, honestly, fellas, I really don't have any. I mean, this, like I said, start of the season when I saw that and you saw the look on Frost's face mm. after that decision for that onside kick and how he was in that post-interview, um, the media, you knew it. And I, you know, the North Dakota game, I, I was like, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. And I was looking how the other teams were playing that we have to play on the schedule. After Oklahoma, it's going to be a rough season. All of this transpired. My friends, I don't think I, if we win two or three games, I would be shocked. Two or three more games, I would totally be shocked. So I, I can't put a win total on it for Mickey to keep his job because it's a cluster. You know what? It is. And we, yeah. we have to admit it. So, I mean, and like I said, I'm looking at those other teams and I'm like, oh, thank God we don't have to play Maryland. Still have Michigan. <laughs> have you seen Minnesota? Yeah. Iowa? Have you seen Illinois the last game? Uh-oh. Mm, We're in so. the football. Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott, you're next, man. What do you think? What's it going to take for Mickey to get the job? Uh, yeah, I don't think a, I don't think a win loss column is going to get him the job. I think there's going to be uh, phases of culture that that Trev is going to need to see a complete 180 flip in. We need to be competitive on defense. We need to not have guys give up on a run once a guy is two yards in front of him. We need to have our offense continue to grind stuff out, get get Grant some more holes and 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 help him, you know, succeed. And we've just got to see steady improvement throughout the rest of the season that shows that we are on a trajectory for change. And even if we only win two or three more games, if Trev has to go too far down his list of of potential coaching hires, he, I think he really has to consider if if we are on an up and up trajectory, even if it doesn't necessarily look that way in the win loss column and we're down on the fifth, sixth guy on our potential coaching hire list. I mean, if there's anything that, that Trev Alberts has proven, it's that he can have a lot of patience as an athletic director. And I mean, he really set himself up for, uh, I mean, a lot of trust and continuity with, any coach that is our head coach moving forward. I mean, if he kept frost like he did and he waited till the last possible moment to fire him until it was an absolute nail in the coffin for all of Husker nation, um, that proves dividends for moving forward, compound interest for a potential future coach that if we don't get one this season and Mickey just gets another contract and right, it out for you know one year you know like where you see what you can do in 2023 um but if we don't get that that i don't even want to call it a home run hire if we don't get a stable competent hire then mickey let's keep him you know if we're going too far down that dang list trying to pick out a coach out of this coaching carousel just keep the guy if we're on a trajectory now if it continues to look bad and our guys just, there's no improvement. We give up every single game. We just get blown out by 
God for, you know, God hope we don't get blown out by Rutgers. Mm. Uh, if something like that happens and we get down that last God awful stretch where it's looking like those last four games are the top four teams in the big 10 right now. Um, aside from, I mean, Iowa's offense is eh, still questionable, but <laughs> yeah, we get, we get done and then, and we still just look uninspired you know, as much as I love Mickey, like as, as of right now, I really like the guy, um, you know, maybe we do just kind of settle for, you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh guy on, on Trev Albert's list. But, um, yeah, that, that's, that was a long way of just saying, I don't think win losses really matter. I think if, if we just see the tangibles of a culture shift, you know, I think he, I think he stands a fighting chance. All right, Redcast Rob, we'll put you next on the hot seat. What do you think? Mickey, stick around or we go outside looking? Well, I mean, what's our next four games? We've got Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, and Illinois. Um, oh, man, it's like it's so sad. I want to say, well, let's see where we're at in two weeks, and then we'll <laughs> see where we're at two weeks after that. Um, you know, and, and I, I think right now – this is another I'm going I'm going with my Adrian answer almost like at this point, I just want to see this team. I not it has nothing to do with the coach or for Mickey to keep his job. I mean, I just don't think Mickey will end up. I think, you know, something Scott said where, you know, how far down the list you need to go to get to Mickey. Well, I think Mickey's on the list. I'm guessing he's probably in the top five there. The reason that he was yeah. made an associate head coach for a reason. Right. So you're not going to have to go too far down the list to get to him. But. I also want to see how this team reacts over the next few weeks after the bye week, after a new defense is installed, after these guys come out and play. Um, you know, I've been texting with a couple people that that have, you know, on the on the defensive side have some pretty just good ways of uh basically telling me what a couple of these guys are saying. They really like the system and some of the uh plays that are being put in. I think there was an article I read saying the defense on its on this side was just that Chenander was kind of being overconfidence with, with basically what it is a first year defense, right. Uh, playing, you know, trying to scheme on certain things that really, if they had just stuck to the base, you know, in a lot of situations, they probably would have been a lot more successful in, in, in these games. And um, he was making it way too complicated. So I'll be interested to see how much they dumb it down, you know, what kind of base defense they come out in against Indiana. And um, I mean, cause so far, I mean, you know, it's funny, they say Mickey isn't winning wasn't here to win the press conference, but so far he's won every press conference he's been in as far as <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's definitely like, Oh, and or four and Oh, and all his press conferences. So, I mean, it's just hard to say because, you know, it's, it's a week to week thing, you know, and, and unfortunately for us with Nebraska, it seems like they do listen a lot to what people are saying on social media and out there in public and in the papers. And even though Trev says that's not happening, even he commented on things he's seeing on Twitter. So, like what's going on here, you know? And it's like, so let's just see how it goes week to week, um, you know, and, and we'll figure it out from there. Cause I, I just don't know. It's this is two weeks removed or something from the frost firing. And I honestly, I'm still just trying to figure out what happened back at Northwestern. <laughs> my My brain is still trying to process that when I go back, like, so I, this is, you know, trying to figure out who the next head coach is going to be is just all if you I don't know if you listen, but we're doing a fantasy coach draft right now. And it's for me, it's just all shits and giggles because I I just 
at this point, it's just we're five games into the season. You know, it's <laughs> we still got eight games left. All right, guys, uh, we got about eight minutes left. So let, let's. I, I hate to try and rush it, but hey, a half hour is a half hour. It is what it is. Uh, Mr. Riley Washington, what do you think? Is it Mickey or somebody outside the program? It's all summed up, man. It's pretty much like everybody was saying. As far as uh, wins and losses, I think that's negligible. I think I don't think anybody who's would come in right now into this program would come in through the door and and all of a sudden we have wins. Um, so I think more that's going to be about the culture and see whether or not we can see whether or not we can uh, just get a better culture. See what changes. See if we come up with some little more fire under our belts and what we can come out with because right now we're flat. If that changes, he should get an opportunity. But, you know, ultimately it comes down to administration. But, I mean, it's, it's like, like everybody says, it's, it's pretty much a it's a shit show, man. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing that we can come into and, and, and make <laughs> things happen. So if we see some fire, some accountability, and more or less, you know, more accountability on the players' part and the bottom of the system, I think there's no reason why we shouldn't. But we'll see. All right, Fitz. Got about a minute, my man. Fire away. What do you think? Same same things Riley just said. I it's gonna be come down to the culture. It's gonna come down to the win-loss metrics gone. Trev's gonna look at how how well are you leading? Are the are the kids playing better? Are the coaches coaching better? And I think the big part of it was, and he said it on his on his press conference that it's the right thing to do as far as going out and recruiting, continuing to coach whether you have a job or not. If he gets his guys to commit to that and whether those assistant coaches are here. If they go out and they retain recruits, if they get more recruits and he's leading that, I think that puts them right at the top. And I and I think you you have two columns. It's Mickey and everyone else. It's not Mickey's number five, Mickey's number six. And I think you start weighing Mickey versus this guy, Mickey versus Dave Aranda, Mickey versus, you know, who, whomever it is, you know, Thul or uh, Rule or whomever. But you're, you're starting to do that. And what is that consistency and what is his coaching going to do? But I'll also leave it with this. I'm not 100% sure if Mickey wants it. I think Mickey's a hell of a position coach. He relates to his kids. He gets them bought in. He recruits better than anybody in the area. And so you have to take that in consideration too. And if you could get, if you could get another coach and knowing that Mickey wanted to stay on board, I think there's your winner right there. What do you think, Ken? You're next up, my man. Well, let's see here. Um, I, I think I, I'm right there with Scott as far as it needing to be more of a culture shift, getting these kids to play, to believe in themselves, whether they end up three and nine like last year, but they're at least a different team. I think that's going to be a metric that uh, Trev is looking at. But I also think um, – Every game is an audition for Mickey and that every game that goes by, depending on how the team does, is him one step closer to maybe making a phone call to, I don't know, Dave Aranda, a guy whom Mickey coached with at LSU, whose name seems to be popping up all over the place. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have a problem with that, but I wouldn't have a problem with Mickey getting the job either. Uh, I just read an article today from Amy Just from the Journal Star talking about what he did for his kids at a high school he was coaching at down in New Orleans when Katrina hit. And uh, he literally drove around the country to find his kids and take them to a temporary high school and coach them so that they could play football that year. They went one and three. He said if he would had it to do over again he probably wouldn't have had them play football but instead just spend time being their mentor they literally lived in a church camp um 
So he was surrogate father, coach, teacher, mentor, principal, all that stuff. So if there's anybody I believe has these kids uh, best interest at heart, it's definitely Mickey. And if our next coach is wise, he will make sure that man still has a job. Uh, whomever that next coach is. God, I hope it's Mickey, though. I really do. What do you think, Hype Man? You're last up. We got about a minute. What do you got? Uh, Mickey's 100% going to keep his job because he's uh, the associate head coach and the wide receiver coach in the next under the next coach. So he'll be here next year 100%. I don't think he wants the head guy spot. So you stick to what you know, and, and he's phenomenal at what he does. He's top three coach. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. That's the only way I can put it. We'll see what happens. A lot of rumors. You're going to see a lot of washout, so be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Man, I've got to thank all you guys for joining today. This has been awesome to do. First-time collaboration for us. Definitely won't be the last. So we'll go ahead and shut it down here. Guys, you know the deal by now. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Husker Army Pod. Check it out. So, for myself, Brian Knutson, my other host, Kenny Cheatham, for the Go Big Redcast from Redcast Rob, we also have Unc the Barber, also known as Riley Washington, former Husker, Scott and Ken from Generation Red, a Husker podcast, and of course, Nebraska Hype Man and Mr. Fitz from the Corn Church podcast. You guys, thank you so much today. And I I can't wait to do this again. I've had a blast. I appreciate it. I I just know this is these are tough times for all of us. All <laughs> of us. If, thank God I'm not a drinker. Drinker. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have some serious issues, and I would really need some more <laughs> steps because uh, this is some <laughs> I tell you, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Never thought. Uh, that's funny because I actually started drinking again this year. <laughs> so, I didn't right. drink. <laughs> Oscar Army, you know what to do at this point. At ease, and you are all dismissed.